It is a beautiful, sunny Wednesday morning. The skies are blue. There are just a few clouds. And uh, I have the sun on my face, which is great. Welcome to another episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. And uh, it is a good morning, (laughs) especially compared to the past few days. I've shared with you that um, just recently... I got the um, the assessment that I was suffering from severe vitamin D deficiency, and uh, walking in the sun and having the sun shine on your bare skin is actually uh, a good way to uh, to gather new vitamin D. But in addition to that, because the deficiency was so great, I had to take these um, uh, super. Uh, what you call them, dosages of, of vitamin D. So it gives you a boost for a couple of days. But unfortunately, that boost doesn't seem to to work for more than about four or five days. And then uh, the crash is pretty severe. And it usually arrives right around the weekend. This time it was on Friday, Friday in the afternoon. I started to notice that uh, not only was I getting tired, but also... Um, it's it's also playing tricks with my mind. It's like as if the, all the energy is uh, is all of a sudden gone, but so is the motivation to to do things, and uh, it's really much more um, intense than I thought it would be. It's not just physical fatigue. And so um, yesterday I took some extra vitamin D this morning too, and that seems to work. At least works enough temporarily. But it is; um, it, it, these are all indications that this is a pr- going to be a process that will take much longer than I anticipated. It's not just a matter of uh, of a couple of weeks, but this is probably going to take a few months before my energy balance is uh, is restored. But the days that I have energy, I feel totally like the old me again, and um, and then it, everything's fine, and I can work, and I can just be creative, and everything. It's just that I have to make sure that I um, that I plan with sufficient margin and even more important than it, than it used to be I have to make sure that I don't overload my schedule because I can always have these bad days where no matter how much I want to do things I just can't because there is no energy available and um, but in order to keep going <laughs> because it's only February uh, and we still have a long time to go until the summer where I can be outside every day. Um, I, I wanted to set myself a, a goal, something to look forward to, a carrot <laughs> in a certain way. And that is that um, I've decided to walk a little bit, a small portion of the Camino this year once more. Last year I did the long one, but this year I want to walk the Camino Primitivo, as they call it. It is one of the oldest uh, itinerary, so the oldest versions of the Camino in Spain. It starts in the north of Spain and then it takes about, well, 10, 11 days to walk that, uh, all the way to Santiago, which is the perfect uh, distance for me because that means that I uh, only have to be away for one weekend in the parish and uh, and I can... Um, so the, the impact uh, of my absence is going to be very limited, especially compared to last time or last year when I was away for six weeks. 
Um, and at the same time, it can, it allows me to, to do a real pilgrimage because you need, you need to do more than a couple of days in order to, for the, for the, for the Camino to do its work. You need to have extended time where you're just walking. From what I've heard, it is, um, it's a beautiful itinerary. It's very different from the, uh, the Camino that I walked last year, uh, which was a, the most popular one. And, also, the busiest one, this one, is much less popular, and so um, n- not as many uh, albergs or uh, refuge- refuges, but less pilgrims, but the nature is beautiful. It's also um, quite a challenging uh, uh, itinerary. There are uh, quite a few hills and mountains, so I'll definitely have to train again before I undertake uh, that Camino. And right now, I'm looking at uh, the end of April, beginning of May. So to, uh, to walk around that time, that is a, the same time of year where, uh, that I chose last year to walk the Camino. And the advantage of going in that time of the year is that the temperatures are still very reasonable in Spain. Um, nature is still relatively kind of green and fresh. So you don't have the excruciating heat nor the the crowds uh, during the summertime. And, uh, well, just being out in the open and walking in nature, and Spain is so beautiful, um, I'm sure it's going to do me a lot of good. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that I took the decision. Of course, I still need to arrange the schedule, and I need to see with the parish if, uh, if I can uh, go away d- uh, during that time. But as usual, if you, if you have an idea without a deadline, without putting a date on it uh, and, and, and committing yourself to it, it won't happen. And so it's the same with, with uh, physical exercise. If I have in my mind that I should work out more and uh, live a healthier life, but I never put it in my calendar, never put it on the agenda, then it's just not going to happen. And so for this... I'm thinking, you know, 10 days, that sounds reasonable. I think I can manage my time around it uh, because uh, the television show will already be over the season. So I'll be much more free in, um, in planning my, my days and weeks. And uh, I also know that it's going to do me a lot of good. And I also already noticed at the moment I decided to walk the Camino again. It's almost as if that alone gave me new energy. It's the carrot, you know, no matter how hard I have to work right now, there is, there is that journey to look forward to. And I think it, uh, it, it will help me also in, um, in continuing the process that started last year. Um, for me, it was really a time of discovery both self-discovery, but also a kind of a new a discovery of a new way to to walk with God, um, and a discovery of the fact for me that the uh, a pilgrimage is one of the most powerful ways for me to uh, to spend a long time with God. Of course, a lot, lots of people go to monasteries and go on retreats. Or they love to sit in church. And I've done all that. But for some reason, a pilgrimage, being outside, walking, um, and having time to kind of 
pace my thoughts in a certain way, that really works for me. And it works better than just sitting in a monastery. I usually get, when I go on a retreat, I get impatient. And after a couple of days, I was like, ah, I, this, is, this is just not my thing. I, I have too many ideas in my head. And some people tell me, well, that's, that's the purpose of going on retreat. is that slowly and steadily your inner turmoil will slow down. And, but it, the fact is, I've, I've noticed that it doesn't. It only gets worse. And after a while, I was like, I need to get out of here because I want to create something and do something. And it's almost as if walking um, uh, the Camino and being on a pilgrimage and sharing that pilgrimage with my followers for me is a much better way to get into the groove to walk with God in a certain way. It it makes me feel happy. It gives me energy. It uh, puts things in perspective as well. And I think that's one of the advantages of being outside and to to undertake a journey with lots of other pilgrims that you don't know that all have their own personal journey that they're that they're on and, and personal experiences and it makes you feel much less preoccupied with the things that normally would worry me or would stress me out because you realize we're all just pilgrims and the things that if you focus too much on yourself the it's almost as if if you're the center of the universe and, uh, and when you're outside in nature all the time and you're walking in this magnificent landscape um, and you see the mountains in the distance and so many other people it just helps you relativize the things that uh, in your own life and makes you feel much more um, I don't know more in, in tune with the, with the world around you and uh, not to mention that just the physical aspect of it the walking also um, has a lot of psychological and spiritual benefits walking underneath the train tracks here a little bit of shadow and then hopefully I'll be back in the sun. The downside of having to have sun, direct sunlight on my skin is that I cannot wear a hat or gloves and currently it's freezing. The winter is finally here. So even though the sun is shining, it is, uh, it's pretty cold in my hand. I have one hand in my pocket. I'm cheating a little bit. But uh, fortunately I don't have much hair. So <laughs> I have this upper... A balcony on my head, which is also gathering some uh, some sunlight, but um, but I'm excited, and I think it's uh, it's definitely I'm I'm very happy that I've discovered this uh, the, the the value of, of a pilgrimage for me. Now, uh, let me give you an update on what else is going on. Um, uh, as you know, I've uh, kind of had to rework my production plans uh, when uh, Tridio. Uh, moved uh, moved away from SQPN and and both platforms continued independently. And my initial plan was, well, let's just do video and make these short uh, uh, videos every day. And the the idea was, well, I'll just film while I'm talking, so it'll be like a podcast. But this time I'll record it outside, and I'll just film my surroundings, and I'll just go to interesting places. Well, the, now that I've tried this out for a while, I noticed that it's not yet the good format. The thing is, podcasting is audio only. 
that requires you to be constantly communicating your thoughts by talking. Um, video is, of course, a visual tool of communication, and even though you can um, have a voiceover or just narrate all the time, there's also strength in just showing things in, instead of telling. And I've noticed that these two ambitions of providing my audio followers with uh, uh, a constant talking and uh, at the same time the, the, the video maker, the TV maker in me who wants to uh, just use sometimes just images instead of words to uh, convey uh, a story or a message makes that endeavor much more complicated than I thought. I'm still committed to it though and I think it is uh, for me, an important, the, the most important thing that I want to do is to stay in a in constant communication with the with the audience, with you. And so, uh, I'm and, I, and at the same time, I'm trying to create more margin so to be as efficient as possible, so that I can reach both an audio uh, audience that that prefers to listen while they're doing other things and I'm I'm one of those people I love to listen to podcasts and just while I'm walking or while I'm uh, cleaning the the house or something like that but I also uh, love video and and uh, helps me to to show so many cool things and um, but the thing is uh, in order to to do video well I have to change the the way in which I produce it and uh I've said it before, and uh, this is really one of my main targets for this year, is I want to take my work for Tridio as serious as I do my television work. And that is a mind shift, because uh, still the, the, the work that I do for TV is paying most of the bills. So it requires a bit of faith and confidence and trust that if I focus on Tridio um, and I... I create space for that because it takes time to produce these shows um, then ultimately things will be alright even though um, I may be able to I may not be able to produce as many TV programs as I, as I did last year I'm walking here uh, on the wooden road that, that's built uh, above the swampy nature reserve here the water here is almost frozen. Usually there are some ducks, but uh, I think they have uh, they've migrated to warmer parts of the of Europe. Um, and everything is much less. I, I love to be here in the summertime because uh, there there are so many trees and flowers and even rare um, butterflies and stuff. And right now in the winter everything is much emptier. Oh, there's a duck. <laughs> loudly complaining about the the terrible temperatures still looking for food um so the the um what i want to do with the the daily breakfast is to uh to modify my production mm, workflow in such a way that i produce it in the same way that i produce a lot of my tv shows so what i normally do to to create a tv show um is I've, I've kind of found what works for me. There are some colleagues of mine that will just take one topic, one person, or one event, and they will go 
and visit the people or the, the person that is the center of the story for several days and sometimes even several weeks and then they will compile a story. Now that of course is a, is a great way to, to produce stories that go in depth. But I've noticed that for me that would take too much time, the investment would be too big and not to mention that in order to make a, a one story like that you would have to um, kind of work for several weeks on, on a story in order to have the complete picture. Whereas I have so many other ambitions and so many other things that I want to do in addition to the TV work that I came up with um, a way to do something that gives the viewer um, a good show without me having to spend more than one day of filming. And so uh, a good example is what I did last week or two weeks ago. Um, I, I uh, suggested that I could do uh, an episode from Belgium. And so I traveled to Antwerp for one day. I had three interviews and then I filmed literally from the moment that the sun rose till the moment that it was getting dark and it was still winter. So it was getting dark pretty early. I filmed as much as I could and then I came home and, uh, and created basically three parts in the episode. So you get like three interviews, or th three portraits of, of people and every portrait is about six minutes long and then you add some narrative uh, supplement, supplemental material to that. So for instance, uh, just a little bit of sightseeing and this, it's a beautiful city, Antwerp. It's uh, one of my favorite Belgium cities. So fortunately, visually, there's a, just a lot to see. You don't necessarily, not every minute of a TV show has to be information. You can just like let people kind of live in that city for 25 minutes. That's always my aim. So, And that's where it, uh, I love to create just visual images and put some music underneath. And then it, it, it also helps the viewer breathe and take in the information from the interviews. So I'm now pretty good at, at, at doing, um, at, at, at producing a TV show with that workflow. And I know how to produce it, I know how to film it, I know how much time it will take. And I'm thinking, well, what if I would um, do the same for The Daily Breakfast and create uh, these episodes still in one day because I don't, just don't have more time um, but I would plan that day and I would uh, plan it or would produce it in, in a certain way by uh, thinking about the stories that I want to tell because that's one of the major differences between a an audio podcast and, uh, and a video show is that for video it is S of, of, of it's, it's, I'd say that of capital importance to tell a story and not just convey information. On a podcast like this one, I can just talk and I can explain. I don't even have to think about images. Um, sometimes uh, I, I describe my environment, but even that is still not so important. I mean, just telling you that I'm walking around in the nature reserve is enough. So one phrase is enough for, for you to have a mental image of where I walk, even though that image may totally be not what my environment actually looks like. Like, for instance, right now on my right side, there is, a, there is a canal and there are boats on the other side. There's even a rowing school there for the, where in the weekends you have lots of kids and, and students that are uh, 
on the water. Here's a little wooden bridge and two more ducks underneath the bridge. So now you have a, a bit of a, a mental image, but I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can just kind of focus on, on the information that I'm conveying. Um, with video, you can't do that. Every single part of the video has to show something, and what you show has to tell the same story as what you hear. And in order to... Um, to tell a story, you need to think about it first. Um, with this particular show, The Walk, that's just it. I'm just walking and I'm talking. And it's very free flow and I don't have to prepare much because I'm just telling you what's going on. With video, you can't do that because it would result in unwatchable material. You can't just walk around and talk. And that's what I've been trying to do at first with the daily breakfast. And very soon I noticed that it didn't result... I mean, it may have resulted into in reasonable audio episodes, but visually there was not much there. And I could also tell from the, from the, the amount of views that the video has gotten, and nowadays you can analyze all that, that it just didn't capture people's imagination. It just wasn't enough. And so I'm watching a lot of YouTubers and vloggers myself, and all the successful bloggers, vloggers insist that storytelling is of capital importance if you want to get anywhere. Well, I do want to get anywhere. I do really want to grow the audience on, uh, on YouTube and um, on Facebook video. And so I have, to, I have to put more effort into that. And so what I have in mind right now is to... Um, to and this will take some time to get done and... Uh, that's one of the reasons that um, I'm still kind of working on on getting to that daily um, frequency. And it's not that I'm lazy or not even the fact that I don't have time, but it is a combination of um, of the just the lack of energy. And there are just days that I can't even move, let, let alone put a video together. Um, but it's also, I'm, I'm still working out what the best approach to these videos and to these daily shows can be and uh, so I'm, I'm thinking of, of for instance a, a visit to Antwerp like I did for the TV show I could totally do that for the daily breakfast as well and plan a number of meetings with people or people showing me around and uh, I think it will also add I think uh, a necessary investment in editing so uh, that too will, of course, increase the costs. Um, but I think it's worth it. It will result in something that may have a longer shelf life than just, you know, here I am walking around in uh, Amsterdam and I'm filming with my cell phone, which, by the way, as you know, is no longer working that well. So can't even do that right now. So why not just use a better camera and use a television approach put a little bit more of an investment in in uh, editing, condensing those various uh, episodes of the Daily Breakfast. And then I think we will, quality ultimately always finds an audience. And I think it, it will be a good, a good way to get this to another level. Um, as for audio, um, I still think that I will, and that, that's one of the advantages of having this uh, post-production, having this editing moment, you can actually make sure that for 
someone who's not watching the video, it can still be uh, a show that they can follow. There are techniques to do that, but it requires more editing. It's not just talking and filming yourself while talking. That is ultimately not worth it. So, bear with me while I'm working on uh, on on that. And well, that's what this this time is for. It's trying to figure this thing out. It's not it's not a switch to this combined format that 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 you can make in uh, you know by flipping a switch. I'm walking alongside the canal here. I got to go up some stairs because here's a uh, a bridge. And of course I have to walk over the bridge because I can't swim. Well, I can't swim, but I don't want to <laughs> not on not in this cold weather. And then I'm going left. This used to be a very ugly industrial part of the city where uh, you would have quite a few factories actually there is a still a toothpaste factory here Prodent but I don't think it's still it's uh, it's in use anymore and of course this was the canal was just a way for them to move products this is where the big ships would take their cargo and move it to other parts of the Netherlands but now it's more of a leisure haven. Um, there are lots of small boats here. They've created a whole neighborhood on the left. And a lot of these factories are now transformed into either um, offices or like there is an experimental restaurant here, which is very cool, where you as a guest get to cook. So you, you cook yourself. Every, every evening there will be another uh, person who will cook for the guests. It's an interesting concept. I assume you can get to eat for free if you cook for the rest of the restaurant. Um, this this party this is a party boat, so it looks like a regular boat, but inside it's probably some I don't know loud music and lights. <laughs> exactly the stuff that I don't care for. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm excited to to develop this and. Um, I've added some more um, shows. This show that you're currently listening to, The Walk, is one of the things we put back on the schedule because we noticed that there is still, next to the daily format that we're developing, there is there will always be uh, interest in a long-form show uh, that's audio only. And also for myself, I just enjoy chatting with you and keeping you in the loop because uh, I do think that I have a relationship with a lot of the listener listeners because we this this is an audience that sometimes has been with me for well several years so it's enjoyable to keep that conversation going and another show that I've been thinking of and I haven't made a definitive discussion uh, decision yet it's one of the things that I've learned over the years it's not to immediately jump on every single idea that pops in my mind but it is. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of uh, creating a new uh, Star Wars show. Of course, Star Wars is just one of my areas of interest, where I have a lot to say, and I have, I think, um, quite a unique. I'm not sure if it's really unique, but I do have uh, a certain knowledge about Star Wars, and I can add a dimension that is often not there in 
you know, in other Star Wars shows. So I'm thinking of, um, of creating a show in which I will do what I've just recently done. I, there was a new Solo trailer for Solo, a Star Wars story. And um, I re- recorded a reaction video. That's simple. That's just me being enthusiastic about Star Wars. It doesn't require any effort. But then in the evening, I recorded a, a longer conversation uh, during which I analyzed the trailer. So what are the details? And, of course, being such a long-time Star Wars fan and having um, been a Star Wars fan for most of my life, but also having this um, kind of... I mean, I'm used to analyzing movies in general and finding the themes and uh, perhaps certain layers that a lot of people may miss. I can add that to the conversation. And so it was fun to record that, but it was long. It was... 45 minutes about a trailer that was barely 100 seconds long and so uh, I uh, when I saw The Last Jedi I saw it four times only four times also because I was busy (laughs) Um, I took a lot of mental notes and I there are a lot of things I want to say about that movie that I haven't heard elsewhere and so uh, I've been struggling with how, how do I do that I can't do that as a as an audio episode of the Daily Breakfast, it doesn't work. You can't. I mean, that's a that's that, that daily format is too short, um, and I can't just all of a sudden switch back to audio only. I I I've been thinking about doing this as a a live stream. Just flip on Facebook Live or YouTube a YouTube live stream, but then I think it is. It's just for the few people that will notice that there is a live stream and I'm not sure if it has enough longevity if I do it that way and so once I recorded that uh, analysis of the solo trailer I was I was thinking this is actually a good format just I filmed with uh, using um, eCam which is a Mac application that will stream to Facebook but it will also record the video directly to the hard drive and so I recorded that with a green screen in the back, in the background, and I replaced the green screen just with uh, the interior of the of the brand new Millennium Falcon. So just to create a little bit of a Star Wars vibe, I didn't do anything else to the video. So of course I could have added, you know, photos of the trailer, and in an ideal world that would result in a much better video. But I was also being pragmatic, um, producing that video already took two hours if I would add pictures or even fragments of the trailer it would have taken four or five hours which means that it's something you do once and then you don't want to do it anymore because it takes so much time so unless at one point I'll have editors who can do that for me I think for now I'll just keep it simple and just talk Star Wars and of course it has a much smaller audience than the um, uh, the people that watched the reaction video and after a few it's just barely 12 hours old already 5k views on the Tridio channel it's not even posted on my regular my personal YouTube channel which has more than 10,000 followers this is on a very small Tridio channel and already 5k views that is pretty good and it, it does help people find Tridio as well as the other programs that we bring there so that's a that's definitely something that's worthwhile, but at the same time, um, 
I'm thinking this would probably work really well if I created both a video stream and that would be the, the appeal of that would be that it's a live stream so people can join um, and if I make this a regular feature or a regular show we can do this every week or every two weeks and gather a sizable live uh, audience for that and then with a little bit of post-processing I can create turn that into a YouTube video so it has more longevity and I can just use the audio and create an audio spin-off of that show. And I'll just call it the Star Wars Priest or that Star Wars Priest because that's probably what people associate with me, at least the Star Wars people associate with me because they know me from the Star Wars trailer reactions. And that still happens from time to time when I see people here in the streets and they'll are you aren't you that priest <laughs> who uh, was so enthusiastic about the Star Wars trailer? So that is uh, that's a, just a trick to to gather an audience for that. And now that Disney um, is is producing these Star Wars uh, feature films and even TV shows and whatnot, there is going to be a steady stream of Star Wars stories that I can comment upon. So all in all, I think that may be absolutely something that will enhance the current. Um, in the current, how'd you call that, repertoire or the, the, the library that we have uh, and that we offer uh, as a platform. And, uh, and of course, the, 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 the other consideration is, isn't this going to take away your energy from other projects? Is, this, is it wise to commit yourself to it? And that's why I've, I'm, I'm kind of pondering uh, on, the, on the, the possibility of this and then I'll just... See, uh, I may actually record a few more of these Star Wars discussions, and if it's something that that works for me and that works for an audience, then we can consolidate it. And if not, then you know, you know, it's no problem. Those those streams and those recordings can still work standalone. But something tells me that this may be something that uh, that is still unique enough to. Uh, to survive among all those other great Star Wars podcasts and shows that are out there. Um, the final thing that I wanted to uh, uh, tell you is that, or in terms of organization, I'm, I'm super happy with uh, what's going on right now. Uh, we have a new volunteer, um, Martin, and he's helping us with uh, our administration and also the kind of the organization, the streamlining, streamlining of our production. And uh, it's a great relief to have someone who has time to help us, but also has a lot of experience in that in that area. And it's uh, um, he is um, helping me also to, um, for instance, to when I have to go and do interviews. Of course, you need to call people, and not everyone is home. And so now I can just leave that to him, and he makes the phone calls, and he makes sure that you know, for instance, this. Thursday we're going to film in Amsterdam and uh, uh, he, he will take care of uh, f- figuring out where we can park our car and whatnot. Uh, just last week we were going to uh, uh, buy some extra lights because um, I've noticed that if I do interviews um, like for the Antwerp episode I was in a very dark church not much light in the the electrical light was of terrible quality it was had this kind of green hue to it and it was just one of those situations where i i 
I realized that you can't film this without extra lights. But we didn't have a, a good light, so we, or actually I do have two really super cheap Chinese lamps that I sometimes use, but they're very fragile, definitely not stuff that you can carry around uh, when you're going out, outdoors or to, to certain places. So we bought uh, a light lighting set that we can take with us, and, and as soon as you start to bring um, tripods and extra lights, and having someone who can help with that is a great uh, improvement of, of the workflow. So I'm super excited. I hope we can build, up, build that out. And um, uh, one, of, one of the challenges this year is to create um, more channels for our content and possibly also um, new uh, channels of revenue so that we can... Um, expand and we can hire people right now he's helping us on a voluntary basis but over time I can totally see that this could be uh, a job that will help me to do much more and it will make my life much easier because now that he's doing all the work I'm realizing whoa we've been doing this for years just Inga and I we were doing all that in between all the other work that we had and so just seeing how much uh, work he he helps doing makes me realize that this was definitely something that uh, that needed to be uh, added to the organization and so I, I love seeing this I'm finally realizing the dream that I had so many years ago where uh, Tridio or my my work would not just be me but we would have an organization with multiple people helping to realize the mission and one of the one of the future steps that I hope we can make is to have more program makers to have uh, uh, per, uh, perhaps a second person who can go out and create video and uh, someone who can do the editing and with that we can really get to the level that I have been trying to reach for so many years quality wise we're getting there audience wise we're going to build the audiences for uh, our shows and it is already increasing just that one Star Wars reaction video resulted in almost a hundred new uh, followers on YouTube and of course the more people you have that watch your material the better the algorithm of YouTube is working and so the more people will find our other videos that's how you organically grow you can only do that you can only grow if you invest and investing is both equipment software time creativity but also people and having uh these new people joining me and helping me out it is uh, it makes a massive difference and it makes me super optimistic and excited about the future so that's it for today's episode of the walk uh, thank you for accompanying me i'm standing here on a beautiful square well actually it's not beautiful at all <laughs> it's modern and uh, there's the movie theater on my left and an electronic store on the right uh, but it's beautiful weather the sun is shining and uh, the vitamin D is kicking in let's hope the rest of the week will be just as good as this morning. Thanks for listening um, thanks to my patrons for your ongoing support and also your feedback in helping me make decisions because that's something I do increasingly. I just post a question uh, on the Patreon side is like so what do you think about a Star Wars show? Should I do that? And 
If so, how should I do it and what should I call it? And I love to have that, that discussion with the, like the core group of supporters and followers because they know me and they know the audience and they, uh, it's, a, it's a, a great help in the discernment. So thank you so much for, uh, for you if you are a patron and if you want to help as well and join the discussion, patreon.com slash fatherroderick is the place to be. And uh, I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Take care and God bless.